Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I'm your host, Jay Mamie, and you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. We are so happy that you are joining us today. I've got to tell you something. Today is going to be yet another fantastic show with incredible guests that are going to pour value into you in a way that I think a lot of you are looking to have value poured in. And I'm talking about those of you that are looking to have your message heard, either from a speaker's platform or an author's platform. We're going to dive into that today because I do get a lot of requests for that type of content. So we're going to address the content request that you have been reaching out to me with. And we're going to dive into that shortly but for those of you that are visiting our show for the very first time today, I want to welcome you officially to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. However you found us, I am glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're spending time with us today. You're going to have your investment of time yield great returns with the content you're going to hear. But not only that, but the, the energy and all of the other good things that this show delivers on an ongoing basis. And if you're wondering, where can I get more of this good stuff, then I'm going to encourage you to hop on over to my show site, the thejmamietalkshow.com. There you're going to find a plethora of episodes that we've recorded from our season one, which just wrapped up. We had a very successful season one. Those of you who were with us throughout that journey can attest to the fact that things are different for you in areas that you are thriving or pursuing thriving in because the content that was delivered in that first season was amazing. The speakers were amazing. And not only that, we actually poured a lot of content in 12 months. I felt like I was pouring 10 pounds of groceries in a two pound bag. (laughs) And for those of you who were with us throughout that journey, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, you can catch all of those prior episodes at the jmamietalkshow.com at the archive section. You could also have a look at who's been our business spotlights for the last 12 months, who also have been our authors that we've highlighted and spotlighted for the last 12 months. We had some amazing people that wrote some incredible books over the last 12 months. And so today we're going to hear actually from someone who helps those brand new authors put their thoughts together. But if you've not had a chance to check out that site, the jmamietalkshow.com, make sure that you're there. And while you're online anyway, make sure that you hop on over to my regular site, the jmamie.com, the jmamie.com. There you're going to find a lot of my blogs and vlogs and videos and content and all sorts of good things that I continue to post to help give you a thrive-minded experience. And while you're there, you're going to find my best-selling book now, the internationally best-selling book, Thriveology. I've been mentioning that now for the last four or five weeks. It just keeps climbing the charts, folks. And we have official notification this past week. Uh, Our book is rocking it, Thriveology, action-stoking, thought-provoking words and phrases that are going to give you the content that you need to consider and to meditate on every single day so that you can find what you need to do to thrive. That book is a huge hit, a very different kind of book. You'll find that at my site, thejmamie.com. In addition to my prior uh, writings, you'll have a chance to look those up as well. And let me encourage you. Like many of you have done this past 12 months, this past season, many of you, brand new friends, brand new fans, brand new folks that I consider wonderful people that have been added to my circle. And you did that through connections on LinkedIn and connecting through uh, my Facebook page. Facebook page is DJ Mamie. You can track me down on LinkedIn by just 
writing out my name, Jay Mamie, and of course through my Instagram and Twitter, at the Jay Mamie. Many of you reached out to me that way with your questions and your comments and your reviews of the show, and I appreciate that. And I encourage you to continue to do a whole bunch of that even more these next 12 months because I love reaching out and talking to brand new people. Now, I want to share with you a couple of things that are coming up that you can mark that on your calendar. You know, one of the things that I pride myself on is continually bringing value to the marketplace, as you should too, by the way. If you're thrive-minded and you've got to continually be thinking about how do I bring fresh new content to the marketplace? How do I continue to make myself memorable? What can I bring that people need right now that they will find value in attending or hearing or reading? Well, I practice what I preach. So coming up in September, on actually September 24th in Fort Worth, so if you're not around here, you probably aren't going to miss it unless we bring the next tour stop to your city or town, which we're planning on doing that uh, every uh, quarter or so. We're going to bring the Thrive Sales Mastery Workshop Probably to your town or your neighborhood at some point over the next 12 months. But coming up on September 24th, we're gonna, our next stop will be in Dallas-Fort Worth. You can pick up all of the information about the Thrive Sales Mastery Workshop, which, by the way, we just had our, our last uh, workshop in Pilot Point, Texas about three weeks ago. It was a fantastic hit. The place was packed. We had great people from great industries represented there in the audience. All sorts of wonderful sales professionals looking to advance their skill set. They were there. And the amount of connections that occurred, people meeting people, that was just beautiful to see. In addition to what they learned from our fabulous speakers who poured great value of how to ratchet up your uh, your selling skills to a whole new level. We're bringing that to Fort Worth on September 24th. You can go to my site, thejmamie.com, and you'll find a link that'll lead you to all the information, where it is, when it starts, where the speakers are, and so on. And then I want to encourage you to keep an open eye, an open ear for what is coming soon as I launch. I've been mentioning this now for the last couple of months, and I'm excited. Pretty soon, at the end of August, we're going to be launching the sales what I believe is going to be a turning event. I'm talking about a pivotal moment in your life as a professional entrepreneur or salesperson, business owner, business leader, someone that communicates opportunity, communicates content to someone else. And however you do that and through whoever you do that, our course, it's going to be a one-of-a-kind curriculum-based course with modules, 30 modules already, and invited guest speakers, some of the best sales gurus, some of the best expert communicators on the planet are joining me for this course. It is the Thrive Sales Mastery course. It's an actual course. You're going to go, it's like going back to school again with these curriculums and these modules and these worksheets. And you'll have a chance to take your skill set from a novice to a ninja. I'm talking about from a mascot to a master (laughs) in these areas that matter the most. If it's important to you to develop better sales skills and better uh, and more effective communication skills as well. We're going to have that course launched at the ending of August. I'm just giving you a little heads up right now and I'm excited about it, putting the final touches on it. And I hope that you will join me in that journey to better yourself as a sales professional or business leader, business coach. However you are making your living, you will find this coach, this course to help you thrive in that area. But speaking about thriving in a particular area, I want to share with you, my, before we bring up our first guest, uh, and I'm excited about bringing her on in a few minutes, but before we do that, I want to share with you my what's become uh, what's been a popular 
segment of our show is called the Jay Mamie Thrive Talk. And a lot of you have reached out to me and said, hey, Jay, we love those Thrive Talks. Sometimes you give them, sometimes you don't. It all depends on the day's programming. But today I've got time to share with you some thoughts in the Jay Mamie Thrive Talk segment of our show. And this is what I want to share with you. Because I've been giving this a lot of thought and I've had a lot of conversation with many of you who reached out to me. And I know that part of thriving in your life has a lot to do with how well you recover from a difficult situation. Whether you're recovering from a health, a very difficult health situation, whether you're recovering from a failed business or a failed opportunity, whether you're recovering from something that you thought was going to go better than it did, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a a marriage. Wherever it is, whatever it is that you are now in a recovering phase, hey, you may be recovering from a pandemic, right? We're sort of, eh, you know, we're not sure we're completely out of it, but we're certainly on where we were last year at this time. And many of you are starting to recover from that in some degree or another, right? So what I want to share with you is that if you are in a place where you are now recovering, I want to help you understand this is how you recover in a way that puts you in the best position to thrive after you have completely gone through that recovering and you are now in the next phase. You are now in the next season of your life, of your endeavors, of the pursuit of your goals. Let me give you four things to consider. If you are recovering, recovering requires four things, folks. Number one, recovering requires reassessment. It requires you to take a step back and reassess what went wrong. And you have to be brutally honest with yourself to the extent that you say, I am not going to sugarcoat where I made mistakes. I'm not going to uh, be kind to myself where I know that I dropped the ball, where I didn't pay attention. I didn't take good counsel. I didn't take good advice. I was prideful. I was arrogant. And I didn't listen to others that were trying to help me. I've got to reassess where I went wrong, where my decisions weren't down, weren't uh, went south. It takes a very hard, honest reassessment if recovery is in your intention. The second thing it takes for you to do, once you've got this reassessment thing happening and you've had a real good time to reassess, the second thing you've got to do is you've got to revamp. See, recovering requires you to revamp. Revamp what? You may have to revamp some of those habits. You may have to revamp some relationships, That's right. There might be some people that as part for the course for your recovery, you might need to revamp some of those relationships. You may need to revamp your business strategy. You might have to revamp your whole entire procedures and policies. You may have to revamp your, 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 your daily thoughts in a way that they serve you better. But if once you've had that reassessment, if you identify what those deficiencies were, then you've got to say, I'm going to revamp those deficiencies. I'm going to make things better. I'm going to revamp in order for me to not repeat the same mistakes because I want to recover. And the third thing it takes for you to do, folks, recovery takes and requires realignment. You've got to realign yourself with the people that want to help you. You've got to realign yourself with the people that want to support you. You've got to realign yourself with your goals and your values and your dreams. you got to make sure that you get back to the place where you are in synchronicity with those people, those ideas, and that vision and that dream. It requires you to get realigned. If your car needs to be fine-tuned every now and again, if your engine and your components of your engine need to be recalibrated, well, then you need to be realigned with your vision, your goals, and the people that want to help you. 
And the last thing is you got to re-engage. It, does, it makes no difference if you re- reassess, revamp, and realign, but you don't re-engage. You've got to re-engage. You've got to realize that if I'm going to recover, I've got to get back in the game. I've got to get back on that field. I've got to get back and re-engage with, with better activities, with, with people. I cannot stay home and cower in the corner. I've got to re-engage because my mission is to recover. If it's important to you, let me encourage you, revamp. Reassess, revamp, realign, and re-engage. That's how you recover. Folks, we're excited. We're coming back right after the break with our first featured guest, Orly Amor. She's a dynamo. We'll be back after the break. Hey, everyone. This is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thrivology, at thejmaney.com. Hi, I'm Steven Snyder from the Snyder Benefits Firm. As a business owner, are you experiencing your employee insurance being too complicated and too expensive? Do you wish you could simplify that process? The Snyder Benefits Firm can help educate your employees and tailor the program to fit your budget. You can visit us at www.snyderbenefitsfirm.com or give me a call at 270-823-2187 for a free consultation. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. You know, ever since I started taking it, I've really noticed a change in just how I feel. I feel really great all the time. Uh, You know how sometimes in the afternoon when you've been working, you just kind of feel drained or whatnot? Well, with taking the balance of nature, I don't feel that way. I feel like I have energy all day long. It's it's just great. It's a great product. And you guys have been great every time I've called. I mean, Mm -hmm. you guys are just wonderful. And uh, I'm just so thankful that... I found your product, and I'm thankful that I have it because, you know, I'll, I'll take it from now on because it just it makes me feel so great. It really does. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code DALLAS. 570 AM KLIF. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In the station today, I'm excited to announce our first guest. I had a chance to meet Orly Amor about a week ago at an event, and I immediately got excited about it because I had had uh, so about a, a virtual connection with her on her social media platforms, and she's a very, uh, not only a dynamo, but an exciting person. She's a multiple entrepreneur. We're going to talk about that. But Olya Moore is a popular person if you're on LinkedIn. She's the founder and CEO of Health and Wellness Network of Commerce Corporation. But her claim to fame is she's also the president and CEO of Business Coach for Public Speakers. She's been doing that now close to 20 years, teaching these speakers how to make guaranteed 150000 a year. And we like those kind of guarantees. <laughs> I guess so. We like those guarantees. But we're also excited because uh, she's always looking to impact the world in multiple ways. And I recently had a chance to find out that she is now the founder of a wonderful organization called You Are My Light Foundation, which we're going to talk a little bit about that in our second segment and how you are impacting the lives of young women 
uh, around the world, and that's a, a very powerful thing that she's doing. And many companies and CEOs are hopping on that bandwagon to help her make that impact. But Orly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jay. This is great. Yes, yes. This is, you know, it's nice to have guests back in the studio, right, Pat? I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> so here we have Orly in the studio today. And so Orly, before we dive into all the great things that you've got to offer, let's catch up our audience, rather, with a little bit about your story. Well, thank you so much, Jay. Um, I get asked this a lot where, well, Orly, you know, tell us about you. And I don't know where to start. <laughs> this is hmm. the, the one thing that gets me. Um, so... If it's my personal story, it's about um, the fact that I was a beaten up child and I was molested four times before the age of 14. Mm. I was raped three times before the age of 22, twice gang raped, nine months apart, left for dead. And I was also married to a very abusive husband, both mentally and physically. Mm. And as a result of that, I had gained a morbid amount of weight. I was 428 pounds at my heaviest and I had four abortions. Wow. So... Needless to say, with all of that, um, many people say, you, you should have been in an insane asylum, or did you go into drugs or alcohol? And none of that happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I did not also go into therapy either. I just found ways to get myself out of the victim bag and wanting to impact the world. Because it's something that, you know, everybody has a story. And that's why I went through it so fast right now, because I'm over it. Mm -hmm. And I use it to inspire not to uh, get any kind of empathy or sympathy for for what I've been through, mm -hmm. I think that our story is making us stronger and that we can impact other people's lives through it. So I became a public speaker, um, had a, an amazing career in property management, and then I moved into public speaking because it just happened. It's really just something that it's just things just happened to me. You know what, Jay? <laughs> it's like even my businesses all mm -hmm. fall into my lap kind of a thing. And here I am now. Um, few companies already under my belt and everything is going amazing. That's an, an incredible story. Uh, and that's one of the things I enjoy about having guests when they come to the station is that you really have a chance to hear their heart and, and there's something to be said about um, seeing their, their facial expressions when they share their, their, their stories. And so I appreciate your opening up and letting our, our audience hear that, um, which adds to, to the question, what inspired you then? Because what you went through was traumatic, right? And many people would not have, uh, pick themselves up. They would have paid sure. the pity party. Sure. And they would have been uh, a victim of other circumstances. Sure. You didn't do that. What inspired you to keep going? You know, when you when you are looking for answers, right, when you're looking into yourself, first of all, you sometimes as a victim, you also ask yourself, well, what did I do wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Where did I go wrong? What was my decision? Was I the one who caused it, right? And the truth is no. The truth is not, and you did not cause anything to happen to you, mm -hmm. and it did happen to you. So everybody that has been through something, I'm not taking away from it, because we all have our story. We live it differently, and we traumatize it too. Mm -hmm. And it is traumatic. That, don't get me wrong. I wished I, de I, I died the first time I got get gang raped. Mm -hmm. The second time, I just had a conversation with God. I remember saying to God, listen, the first time, I, okay. The second time, why? Mm -hmm. And if you're going to keep me alive, I hope it's for a good reason, because mm -hmm. at this point, I don't want to be here, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, second time, can you imagine mm -hmm. what I went through for three days? It's just each time. So I can only say to people who have been through traumatic experiences, what got me going is to stop the blame and criticism, 
right? I criticized myself. I blamed myself. Everything was about me where, you know what? It's not. Forgive yourself for not knowing and move forward. Mm -hmm. If you look for the right answers, they will come to you. Mm -hmm. Books, uh, CDs. Uh, there's so much, so much content out there now of mm -hmm. inspiration. And for me, it was Tony Robbins. Uh, and I love the man. Mm -hmm. And I've Traveled the world after him, uh, literally. <laughs> I was a groupie. Um, yeah, they call me a groupie for sure. Um, but enough is enough sometimes. You know You know when you've done enough for yourself to grow, and now your growth has to be something else. Mm -hmm. Your growth has to come from, um, from paying it forward. I would say my, my growth was from paying it forward, now taking care of others, helping others see the light at the end of the tunnel and mm -hmm. say, hey, you know what? There is a light at the end of the tunnel. So you entered the corporate world, mm -hmm. and you had great success uh, in the corporate world. And then you took a turn. You pivoted into the speaking world. Mm -hmm. That moment of pivot, mm. sometimes people find it. Sometimes people don't. Some people know it's there, but they don't have the courage to pursue it. True. Going from corporate um, work to speaking, mm. what then led you to do that? And how did you even get started not really having a platform yet? Right. Coming from corporate uh, corporate America. That is such a great question. So I was, like I said to you, I was in property management for 25 years. Mm -hmm. So that was my corporate experience. But I had my own company and it was a big company in Florida. And um, the funny part was that I was asked to speak at a women's shelter at one point by one of my best friends. And uh, she said, I need you to come and speak at this women's shelter. And I'm like, about what? What mm -hmm. would you like me to talk about? She's like, I want you to tell your story. I said, oh, no, 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 no. Here's where we draw the line. I am not talking about myself. No way. I was in hiding, literally. I was a very successful entrepreneur. And everybody knew me as a successful entrepreneur. So I was afraid of sharing the story I shared with you just off the bat. Mm. Right? I mean, I would have never done that back then. Mm -hmm. And she, so fast forward, I go and I say, you know, finally I said yes after, you know, she's an annoying friend. So she called every day for about three weeks. <laughs> and so, um, I finally said yes. And, and here's what happened. The pivotal moment that you're asking me for is that this woman, after everybody, after I got off the stage, first of all, there was not one dry eye in the place. Then people came to me and thanked me which I never had happened before in property management is like, oh, Miss Amar, we have a problem in our association. <laughs> but in this case, it was love. It was, mm -hmm. it was appreciation. It mm -hmm. was gratitude. It was so amazing. And this one lady came up to me and um, fast, uh, fast forward, she showed me a piece of paper saying, this is how I was going to kill myself this morning. Wow. And I don't know, I, I don't remember my drive from my house to the shelter because as you can see here, uh, that's not where I was going. Mm. and um, she said, but I heard you speak, and I want to live. I just wow. need you to show me how. Look at that. And here I am again getting emotional telling yeah. you about this, yeah. as you can see, yeah. because you just never know who you're going to change. And so for me, it's about public speaking became like, you know, um, it, this story is actually in my book, Mindset Mastery, The 12 mm -hmm. Powers We Hold Within. Mm -hmm. And the story is not told by me. It's by Chris, who was with me that day at the women's shelter speaking. Mm-hmm. 
when we left from there, in the book he says, he talked to me about writing a book. But what the truth was is that I was driving and I'm like, screw property management. I want to do this for the rest of right. my life, you know. And so well, I only share that on radio shows mm-hmm. because it's it's like that wow factor. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, uh, I'm human. <laughs> I don't want to do the other part. No corporate, nothing, you know. Well, you found your calling. At yeah. that moment, you found totally, your calling. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, I understood actually what the power is to share your story. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do what I do today. I just want people to get out there and share their story. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I can only imagine if I had spiritual insight beyond this realm, that when you ask God the second time, God, there's better be a reason why you're allowing me to go through this. That was answered that day when you spoke in the shelter to that woman. That's the reason why you were supposed to go through those things and still be saved from it because there was a greater purpose for you that light ahead. Yes. And, so and I believe that. And, and because I am such a believer and such a, a spiritual person, mm-hmm. uh, it was shown to me over and mm. over and over again of why. You uh, like you wanted, to, you mentioned the health and wel- health wellness and network uh, network of commerce centers, mm-hmm. and we, I mean, that one literally fell on my lap. It's it's hysterical how that one started, mm. and within a month we were in three countries and three states for four for the first four years. I didn't even market the thing. Wow! I didn't market it. It just grew like wildfire. Amazing. Well, something is meant to be. I guess so. Right? It's going to happen. Yes. So let's talk about speaking. Right? Yes. Because you've got a, a career of helping other speakers achieve maximum success. And one of the things that caught my attention early on when I sort of uh, stumbled across you on LinkedIn was your guarantee to make uh, to help a speaker earn $150,000 a year. Yes. So let's talk about how do you help a speaker and what, are, what is it that speakers are missing learning how to turn their voice into profit? So that's a loaded question. Yes, it Jay. is. I mean, you it's got three minutes lo- to answer. <laughs> oh, okay. Before we go to so, break. Okay, sounds good. So at least I have a timeline. Good. <laughs> Speakers need that. <laughs> um, so the first part of this uh, question is how do I guarantee it? Uh, I'll ask you this question Can I guarantee if, if I get you a job at McDonald's for you to make minimum wage? Absolutely. Guaranteed. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I can guarantee anyone that can do the work for public speaking can make 150K the first year in public speaking. Why? Because that's minimum wage in public speaking. Mm. It's not McDonald's, but it's public speaking. And it's a business. Sure. And that's what people really need to shift from. It's very, very challenging to shift from employee to employer or entrepreneur. That's mm-hmm. a mindset that is the most difficult. Absolutely. So people don't know the value of getting paid. We can make $50,000 in one month and then we can have two months of no revenue. Can you sustain that? Right? What are the speaker doing wrong? One, they believe that nobody will pay them. Two, who would pay to listen to me? Mm. Three, I don't have a platform. I don't have a book. I don't have a, a podcast. I don't have a this and a that because what? They have been taught for years now, years by other people old school of what it used to take to be a speaker and be paid to speak. But it's no longer the truth. I uh, wrote a book called Public Speakers, You're Not All That. 12 Reasons <laughs> Twelve reasons Why Event Planners Won't Hire You. I, I actually interviewed over 3,400 event planners that actually pay speakers to get this book out. Mm. And when you see the outline, you're going to say, really? That's, that's really still happening here in this industry? Yes. Unfortunately, speakers don't have it together. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to do the business side, meaning how to present, package themselves. They think they can build it all by themselves, meaning 
they will just go online and figure it out and then they get frustrated and they stop doing what really gets you the work and the payment. You know, one of the things you said there is so key because I speak with speakers all the time and I've got a sharp eye. I'm, my, my background is acting. I was on Broadway. I was in Hollywood. So I have an, an, a, a natural eye for those that are gifted in a certain area. And, and there are some people that they want to be speakers and, and everyone has a story like you just said, but they don't know how to package it. They don't know how to have a really a congruent thought. And, uh, and they damage themselves in a way that uh, sometimes is irreparable. Yes. So what I want to do on the break, after the break, let's let's pick up where we left off because sure. this is great. I think there's some speakers out there that want to hear more. Right. And then let's dive into your foundation. You got it. Okay, folks, Sounds- we're going to be back after the break. Have you ever wondered how much time and money you're wasting when a critical security solution is not implemented right the first time? And what it takes to achieve complete peace of mind, knowing that your people, the premises, and the property are all safe and secure 24-7, 365 days a year. Well, if this is important to you, then you need to contact my friend Wes Smith. Wes Smith is a security specialist at Securitas Electronic Security. You can reach Wes at 214 214- Four seven seven six six nine two. How do you want your story to look and sound? Is there a book you want to write? A presentation you want to give? An online space to fill your thoughts and experiences? If you have the beginnings of an idea, I can help you develop it into a finished and publishable product. My name is Keith Mankin, and I'm a writer, editor, and creative consultant. Contact me today at KeithMankin.com and let your voice and your words stand out from the crowd. The Delta variant is here. Hospitals are filling up and thousands of people are being infected with a new, more dangerous variant of the COVID-19 virus. Do your part. Get a vaccine today. It's safe, effective, and our best chance at getting things back to normal. Vaccines are available at your neighborhood pharmacy. Or see vaccine locations at our website at klif.com. Do your part. Get vaccinated today. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. KLIF News and Information. Still at 570 AM. And also at 96.3 HD2. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jim Mamie Talk Show. Having a fantastic conversation with Olia Moore, addressing the dilemma that speakers face when they are not capitalizing and monetizing on their gift and their message. So let's pick up from that conversation, Orly. What would you say to a speaker that is struggling? What's the first thing you would say to that speaker who's struggling? Well, there's three things that happen in the industry. One is that speakers don't get paid because they don't know how to ask for the money. Mm-hmm. The two, the, number two, is that they 
think that people won't pay them for what they know. Uh, there's other people that speak about this, mm. right? And then uh, the three is that they don't want to do the work. That's true. You know, I mean, it is work. Right. Nobody's going to come knocking on your door. 20 years. See, I've been in this industry now 25 years full time. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I just say 25 yeah. years? You don't look like somebody's like been doing 20? anything for 25 years. <laughs> like 25 years. Oh, my gosh. I'm dating myself. Okay. For everybody out there, 54. I'm 54. That's okay, it. it, we'll, it we'll edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. You don't have to. I'm proud to be a 54-year-old. I know that I don't look it. So you don't I'm good. look it at all. <laughs> You don't look at it all. It's all good. Oh, sure. <laughs> Not conceited, convinced. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, the the industry has changed tremendously before COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were, oh my God, you know, events are canceling. La la la. And the thing is, is they're not educated on it. Right. It's a business. You got to get educated on it and you got to go through the hard times, the good times. We've been here before. Right. We've been here through recessions and and real estate crash and yada, yada, yada. We've been here before. Twenty five years in the making. I could tell you we've been here before. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, I tripled my business in speaking. And people were like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Hello. I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, here's the one thing I did not do. I did not listen to the to TV, mm-hmm. right? I don't I don't watch TV, so mm-hmm. I didn't care what was going on. Neither in the world. do I. Yeah. I. I didn't even go outside, but I didn't I didn't right. care. So, <clears throat> what really happened? If we do this, March 2020 to September 2020, and that's and I'm going to answer your question right after that because it will bring it all together. Okay. So March to September, all the events. There are 64,000 events in America a day that pay speakers. All the events got canceled. I don't think so, Tim. Mm. Right? right, Jay. Right? No, no, Tim is from the Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah, you know, from yeah. Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. So I don't think so, Tim. Um, but um, when 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 people were calling me, my phone was blowing up from people who hired me four or five years ago. And oh my God, what do I do? All the events are canceling. Okay, well, keep doing what I taught you to do, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Three months later, people calling me. Oh my God, I'm so busy. Okay, well, see, told mm-hmm. you just to continue. So what really happened? let's let's divide them into three. So a third of those events got canceled. That's true. And those events got canceled because they didn't know what to do. They were not infrastructurally programmed mm-hmm. to take on even live or online or nothing. Nobody knew what was going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Then you have the other third, the middle third. The middle third, basically, they had all the infrastructure to that pull a switch, get on Zoom or do it virtually and bam-bam. I was a part of some of those events, which was great because I got still paid and I was able to perform. Mm -hmm. And then there's the third third. The third third basically postponed for 2021, Mm -hmm. 2022 even with the venue and with the contingency that if we still don't know where we're going, they're going to be ready to also be virtual. So either virtual, live, or hybrid. Mm -hmm. And they had another problem on their hand. Speakers were canceling on them Mm. because they weren't able to make the next date. Mm. There's something else, Mm -hmm. family, this, travel, whatever. That was something that they couldn't. So now they had to scramble to get new speakers. How cool is that for me and my clients? It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Given what you asked me, so what are speakers not doing is actually they're not learning the right thing to do. I'll give you an example. I don't know how old you are and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Your experience in life, your education, all that, you paid for it, didn't you? Absolutely. Excellent. So you paid for it with time, money, education, experiences, hardships, ups and downs, all that nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. Excellent. 
Why would you give that away? A lot of people say to me, well, I want exposure. Mm. Well, I tell them to go outside and the sun will give them plenty. <laughs> and, and I say it sarcastically, but at the end of the day, seriously, think about it. Mm-hmm. Why would you give your intellectual property away? That's I think right. you need to be paid. That's, that's right. my advocacy for all this. 64,000 events a day in America alone. That's Canada and the United States. And virtually, you can get paid. It's a $100 billion a year industry. It will grow by $13.2 billion by the end of 2022. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Mm. And we are 1 million coaches and 1 million speakers short in the world, according to the bro- brokerage firms of speakers and, and, um, and coaches. That's an amazing number. You, you, that's not even... And, and part of the challenge with speakers and coaches is that somehow they've convinced themselves that the industry is saturated. For every ear, there's, uh, there's a story to hear. Yes. Right? Yes. For every eye, there's a story to be read. Right. You know, so people think, well, no one's going to hear my story. There's too many speakers out there. Everyone's got a story, and everyone's has a, a, an interest to hear something that's unique and different if you've got something to share. Absolutely. Um, let me ask you this last question before we turn, uh, we pivot into your foundation, because this is interesting. I'm curious about this. And, and just take a couple seconds for this one. Um, what would you say is the... The primary two or three topics that you find that companies and organizations are interested in hearing from speakers. What's the hot 12 months topic now? I love that question. <laughs> I knew you I would. love that question. I'll tell you why I love that question because it's the wrong mentality right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It is nothing like that at all right now. Here is what's missing in the industry. What's missing is variety, diversity, and women speakers. Bingo. That's what's really missing. I don't care what you speak about. I'm going to make you a star even if you started yesterday because nobody knows that you started yesterday except for you and me. That's right. right? And so what is it that event planners are looking for is fresh blood. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to say it that way, Mm -hmm. but it's really fresh material. Why are they always hiring the same speakers? Because they're better off with the devil they know than the one they don't. Mm -hmm. Not because they like them more. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I think variety is the key. So it doesn't matter yeah. what you speak about. Somebody wants you. Mm-hmm. You're not just out there enough knowing how to approach them, right? It's how to find them, how to approach them, which is very key. And not salesy, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a speaker and I speak about this, 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 and that, and a bag of chips. And, <laughs> you know, and you need me. And if you need me, here I am. No, this at is not a bargain about, price. It's not about yeah. you. It's mm-hmm. not about you at mm-hmm. all. It's about the event planner, but they don't know you exist and you come off as a standoffish diva, then mm-hmm. they're not going to hire you, That's right. you know, That's and right. you don't even know how much to charge and how to scale. They ask you for something. It takes you two weeks to give it to them. Uh, goodbye. Right. You know, and so this is what I'm talking about. It's not the topic. And here's what my tagline is. If you have a message, somebody's willing to pay for it. That's right. So it doesn't matter yeah. what it is. That's right. <laughs> Somebody will be able, somebody's going to benefit from your message as long as you've got a message. Uh, and, you can, and you're willing to deliver it. That's the key. And you're can I tell you a quick it. story about sure, that? Sure. Excellent. So we have a Reiki master client of mine. Okay. Adorable. Been around the world. Does amazing work. Okay. Now, if you would be me, and, and I think most of us are mm-hmm. Reiki, oh, okay. So flu, flu, fla, fla. We all yeah. sing Kumbaya, wear tie-dye t-shirts and play this, the drums, mm-hmm. right? 
But I mean, Reiki is a beautiful energy healing mm. type of methodology. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, one of my my client was like really looking for health and wellness and all that. And I said, listen, I want you to go after IT conferences. She said, what? I said, I want you to go after IT conferences. She's like, why would they need me? Right? Mm -hmm. Same question that everybody's asking mm -hmm. about their own topic. Right? Mm -hmm. And she was butting head with me for a month. I said, okay, are you now ready to listen to me? Okay. And she said, okay, great. 13 days later, 13 days, not long, right? 13 days, long. less than two weeks. She got hired for three conferences, IT conferences, mm -hmm. no problem. But she got hired and she was like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, should not think for them. You think for, just do what you need to do. Don't think for them. You know, it was interesting. Sometimes we, we get in our own way. Yes. Right. We become our own stumbling blocks to success. Agreed. We're going to have to talk about that again, our, <laughs> how we become our own stumbling blocks to success. Sure. But I want to finish up this segment with yes. this wonderful organization you have called You Are My Light Foundation. Mm -hmm. The impact that is making is significant. Now, yes. can you share with our audience a little bit about that? Yes. Thank you so much for letting me share about it. Uh, you Are My Light Foundation. Uh, I've been educated on the human trafficking side. Mm -hmm. So I woke up one morning and said, well, ho hold on a second. Where are we healing these people that we are rescuing from trafficking? So basically, the You Are My Light Foundation is building healing centers and education centers for saved victims or rescued victims of human trafficking, sex and labor slavery, mm. to give them their God-given right to life, freedom, education, and autonomy. We believe that everybody should live life free, mm -hmm. and that's our promise. Now, what inspired you to start? I mean, it's obvious the inspiration comes from a place of, of personal experience in a way, mm -hmm. right? But what's your vision for this organization? How can my audience help you expand that, uh, that vision? So obviously every organization out there has a handout for donations. So mm -hmm. we are no different, except that we also accept donations in kind, you know, a building, a, you know, a facility of some sort and educational programs, because we're going to need them in the pro in, in the program of healing and supporting them, uh, psychologists, um, you know, therapists, we're going to need these kind of resources. Not that we won't pay for them, because that's the goal is to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. But those people need a specific specific and a special way of care okay. and um so we are going to be building them in strategic places around the united states first okay and hopefully globally well that's my next question because i know that the human trafficking is a global issue 150 billion dollar issue yes. yes absolutely we had uh a couple months ago uh mitzi purdue not oh, mitzi no? purdue oh. it was uh but she was from greece oh. and she was very big on human trafficking in terms of holding annual concerts to raise awareness. Oh, nice. So I need to connect you with her. Nice. Um, and she nice. was sharing with me how some of the industries, underground industries, yes. support uh, in a very indirect way human trafficking. Absolutely. Yeah, it was shocking. I couldn't Anytime I couldn't you understand. buy a fake Gucci, you're That's actually right. supporting That's that. That's right. She there said the go. fashion industry. Oh, the fashion, That's exactly yes. right. So, <laughs> Orly, we appreciate you being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it too. We're going to have your information up on our website so that people can track you down for coaching for speaking coaching for business coaching for speakers rather and then of course the link for your foundation for those who want to get involved and support it as thank well thank you so much thank you i really appreciate it so grateful appreciate you being here thank you folks going to be right back after the break 71 percent of new hires say that the training they received did not make their new role easy to understand and that led them to feeling disconnected at work well, that's probably because according to the talent equation companies spend more money on coffee than training and 
71% of new hires say that the training they received did not make their new role easy to understand, and that led them to feeling disconnected at work annually. I'm Andy Steery, owner of Impact Training. We specialize in helping your company create meaningful training content based on the nine impact pillars of training. Reach out at impactctc.com and let's find what your company needs to elevate your training program to the next level. I can't make any promises about your coffee, though. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage you to visit my merchandise store. You can find it at the jmamie.com. A number of my inspirational, thought-provoking, action-stoking phrases and quotes that have been so much in demand over the last four or five years now are available in print. You can print them on your favorite coffee mug, print them on a poster. Take my thrive-minded content with you wherever you go. Visit my store at thejmamie.com. Do you like taking your car to a shop for maintenance or repairs? Huh, are you kidding? Exactly. That's why people all over Dallas are using RepairSmith. RepairSmith will do all your car maintenance or repair in your driveway, safely, with no contact. RepairSmith works on my car at home? Anything your car needs. Oil change, battery replacement, or brakes, you name it. From regular maintenance to major repairs, RepairSmith will do it all at your home. What kind of cars? All of them. RepairSmith has specialists for every make, year, and model of car foreign or domestic expensive no you'll pay the same you would at a local shop there's no fee for coming to your house and you even get a guaranteed quote before you book no surprises or extra fees life just got a whole lot easier to get a free quote or to schedule at-home car repairs go to repairsmith.com and enter code radio that's r-e-p-a-i-r-s-m-i-t-h.com code radio repairsmith.com code r-a-d-i-o welcome back to thrive time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Having had a fantastic conversation with Orly Amore about speakers and why it's important to have your message heard, I couldn't think of a better follow-up segment than someone who teaches brand-new authors how to combine and consolidate their thoughts in a way that's cohesive and congruent so that way their book, whether it's their first or second book, has tremendous success in relaying their message. So in studio today, we've got one of the premier writer and creative consultants in DFW. Keith Mankin is going to be uh, not only our business spotlight today, but we're going to pick his brain on how to write a good book. (laughs) Keith, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Jay. It's great to be here. So, Keith, before we dive into what you do and how you help those new authors, you've got an interesting story. I do, yes. Um, I started out... uh, as a um, classicist in college, I was a Latin major, but then because um, I really didn't want to go to grad school and because my father was a doctor, I followed into medicine. Mm-hmm. So for almost 30 years, I was a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. Wow. So it was a, it was a great job. It mm-hmm. was uh, fantastically satisfying. Love working with kids. But what it didn't really give me was a lot of time working on the creative side. Mm-hmm. I was able to take some time to do writing on my own. I was able to find uh, avenues to get some books written and some things, but it was always trying to find time. So when I moved down here to the Dallas area mm-hmm. and I closed up my practice, I thought, this is my chance. I'm going to be a creative writer. I'm going to be a writer and I'm going to help other people start doing that creative process and write for themselves. So this is interesting. 30 years as a surgeon, and then you decide, okay, I've, I've, I'm fulfilled there, right? And then you wanted to turn into um, a crea- your creative side, okay? Uh, Let me ask you a question, because I know a lot, there's tr- so many writers out there, they're in a full-time job. 
right. takes up a lot of their time in between they're raising kids, doing all sorts of stuff, right? How do you find time to still maintain level of creative uh, creativity in your writing when you've got a full life full of stuff? Right. And uh, at first I thought this is impossible. Uh, but then I found that uh, if you can manage your time properly and you can actually get somebody to hold you accountable for the work you're doing, you actually can do it in relatively little time a day. I mean, I was a surgeon. I was taking call. I was in the OR long periods of time. But I also need ways to unwind. And mm -hmm. so sitting down and writing for an hour, an hour and a half a day was a wonderful way to free my mind. And that's really all it takes, not even an hour a day. It just has to be time that you set aside and make sure that you're that that's all you're doing. You're only writing. You're not thinking about your patients or your work or looking at the uh, stock quotes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I, I've written 10 books, okay? It's never an easy task. It doesn't matter how many books you write. You think it gets easier. It, it really doesn't to an extent, right? Right. Because I'm still busy doing other things. I still have my family and I have a business that I run. But what you just said there is key. You've got to allocate time to keep those creative juices flowing. Because if you don't, you can get stale. Isn't that true? That's right. Yeah. I think of it a little bit as like meditation or yoga. Um, you know, if you're going to work out, you're going to be working out. You're not going to have one eye on the TV while you're working out or meditation. You're really going to focus on that. Writing has to be just completely sacred time. You have to only do the writing mm. and really focus on it. And so long as you achieve some goal, so long as you write something on paper, it doesn't matter how much you do it. Um, if you do a little bit of writing at a time, eventually that will string together and you will have something written. I like what you said, sacred time. It has to be sacred. That's wonderfully put. So let's talk a little bit about the writer who has a, a book in his heart. You know, they say right. everyone's got a book in your heart, right? Right. And number one, they don't really know how to organize their thoughts. They, it, they're scattered, right? Right. So let's. I'm, I've got a series of questions to ask you. So how does a brand new, a, a author to be, right? Right. Who's got a book in their heart? How do they begin to organize their thoughts? Sure. I like to think of writing as uh, almost a visual art. You should see the book in your head. Mm. You should have a sense of what that book is going to look mm -hmm. like when you're done. And that way you have a goal. Um, I read somewhere, I think it was on one of my writing um, uh, programs, that if you have a cover for your book, even if it's not even a title you're going to use, but you have some cover with a picture, you're 80% more likely to finish that book. So imagine what the book's going to look like. Imagine what it's going to feel like. And then you have a goal to work towards. That's probably the first step. That's excellent. So even if you don't have a cover, get a cover. It may right. not be the final cover. Right. But there's something that's to be said about having your name written by. Exactly. Right. That motivates you and inspires you. Right. All right. So that's that's good step one. Someone says, well, how long should a book be? Because, <laughs> you know, these people, they just, they're run on sentences, man. Right, exactly, right? yeah. They're, they're, they're not writing books anymore. They're writing, a, you know, dissertations. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it's part of why the accountability process is so important. If you're mm -hmm. writing and you know somebody's going to read it, that way you are able to contain it a little bit. How long a book should be is however long your story is. Mm -hmm. But you do have to realize that if you're creating a book, somebody's going to need to read it. So writing seven volumes about your pet uh, interest is probably not going to be that interesting. It's not something people are going to sit down and read. Mm -hmm. uh, you do have to learn to be concise. But I think one of the mistakes people make is they try to be concise before they actually start writing. Mm. So they start writing and they say, mm -hmm. okay, I've got to get this sentence perfect. And then they never get to the next sentence or mm. the next sentence after that. 
You have to write, write way too much at first, and then either you pare it down or let someone like me or someone else pare it down. Is it important for someone to follow their passion uh, for the topic they want to write? Right. Because there's folks out there that they figure, well, what's the hot topic today? Mm-hmm. And they write something that they're not even excited about themselves. Right. So talk a little bit about that if you could. Yeah. I, you know, personally, I can always tell when somebody's mailing it in, when they've just done the research and they're writing something they don't care about. Uh, unfortunately, you see it on, on a lot of content writing on websites. Mm-hmm. People are writing and they're, uh, they're writing for people or whatever, and they just clearly don't have their heart in it. You really have to know your, uh, what you're writing about. You don't have to know everything about it as you start. You don't have to do all the finished research, mm-hmm. but you should care about it, especially the first few times you write a book. That first book, don't write something that's, that's timely just because you think it's going to sell. Write the story that you've always wanted to tell. And at that point, you will have the passion, you'll have the interest, you'll have plenty of material. So you just need to, to go with that passion and write that voice. Now, and that there is so much goodness in what you just said, because I've had friends who've said to me, hey, read my stuff, because they see that I've written a few things. Mm-hmm. And I know when it's not them. Right. It's just not them. Right. Uh, it, it, not only does it read stale, but it's paper thin in terms of personality. Right. Uh, and I know it's not them. So I appreciate you saying that because that's absolutely true. Let's talk a little bit about the publishing part. Right. Okay. okay. Because now, you know, the writer has something written. They've got a draft. Uh, well, actually, before we get to the publishing part, how important is it for the brand new writer to find someone that does what you do, to put it in order in a way that it's it's readable and edited and, and logical? Yeah, it's, it's extremely important mm-hmm. uh, because you're very unlikely to be able, especially when you start writing to say, okay, this isn't good, or I should save this for later, or this isn't working. You, you fall in love with what you write, which is one of the cardinal sins when you're writing. Mm. And if, if you don't have experience yourself, you're not going to be able to step back and say, uh, okay, this just isn't right. It doesn't feel right and take it out. So somebody else reading it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a formal editor, mm-hmm. although at some point before you go to the publication phase, you do need it formally edited. And that's something that really should be done by someone else because it's very difficult to read your own work. Mm-hmm. I would tell people when they write, don't act on it right away. If you have time, unless you're writing on a deadline, write your material and then set it aside for a while. Um, when I write a novel, I put it away for three months, six months, and then I read it and I say, okay, this is great or this really didn't work. And then I'll, I'll make it changes accordingly. So if someone says, okay, I want to reach out to Keith. He right. sounds like someone that can help me. What's the procedure? What, what do you need from them? How does that whole process work? Okay. The first thing I need is just a glimmer of what the, their idea is. Uh, it doesn't work to say, I want to write a book. It's, it says, I've got a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is if they say, I really want to write a book, I'd either have an email conversation or really better now to have an in-person thing. Grab a cup of coffee and say, okay, what is your book going to look like? What's the story you're telling? Why do you want to do this? And that will either scare them off mm-hmm. or it will say, it will energize them to start the process. Mm-hmm. Now, do you work with people that don't even have a draft? Yes. Okay. So how Um, does that work if someone doesn't even have a draft? Yeah, a glimmer of an idea, and I start saying, okay, great, let's shape this. Let's come up with an outline. Let's see what this is going to 
going to look like? And what if this is this section, this section, this section, we build the pieces together. It's very exciting. Okay. I would imagine that's probably the most fulfilling for you because it's like having a baby, right? <laughs> You're there from inception, right? Right. So, but someone comes to you and says, hey, I do have a draft. It's mm-hmm. already done. I had my cousin read it, and uh, but I want to get a second set of eyes on it. Sometimes writers can be very prideful. Right. Right? Yeah. They don't want to take instruction. Right. What do you say to that writer that's, that tells you, I have my cousin read it? Yeah. I tell them that your cousin's fine, maybe a very good person to read it, but somebody who actually has experienced publishing, somebody who has read a lot, seen a lot of books will be able to clean it up better. Mm-hmm. I do tell them it's a very personal, invasive process. I'm going to tell them some of what they've written isn't good. Mm-hmm. And I prepare them for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's something that everybody will respond to, but they do need to understand that up front. Okay. And I think that's important to let people know that you may not always, you may not like what I'm going to share with you. Right. That transparency is important. Yes, it is. So where could people find out more about you? Okay. I have a website. It's keithmankin.com. Um, that has all the basic information. I have a blog which attaches to that that shows my theory of writing. It shows samples of my writing. It has some lists of books I've worked on Mm -hmm. and written myself. And you're also on LinkedIn. Yes, I am. That's right. So that's Keith Mankin. Your information is going to be up on our website so people can track you down because I know that there are so many uh, people out there who have a book in their heart. They want to write. They've got a story to tell, and they never launch it because they don't even know what step one looks like. You are step one for that person. I am step one. I appreciate being on the show. It was my pleasure. Folks, that wraps up another fantastic week of Thrive-Minded content. Today, you've got a boatload of great stuff to help you share your message with the world, whether as a speaker or as a writer. Uh, I'm both, and I can tell you that if you've got a message, somebody needs to hear it. Keep this week a thriving week. We'll see you next Sunday.